Welcome back. This week, we are going to open your eyes to a 2015 American comedy slasher film called The Final Girls. We follow Scream Queen Nancy into her film Camp Bloodbath in a unique way. So if you love B-horror movies, then this is going to be your cup of tea. Welcome to this week's episode of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. Listen to our hosts talk about your favorite movies. You never know what you're going to get. And discuss new films with our mystery guests from all over the world. Our guests speak freely about their experiences as directors. That's a wrap, everybody. Writers, producers, actors, or whatever contribution they have in the film industry. This is Adult Beverage Film Podcast. The final girls. I mean, how finally. about finally we get to get to talk about this? I mean, this yeah. is. Let, let's just throw it over here. You we, didn't even know the right movie. You kept trying to go <laughs> the final girl, the final girl, which is a movie, just yeah, not this movie. movie. And you know what? Let me tell you a fun fact. Alexander Ludwig's guy, in both. The, yes. Dang it. I know. Yeah. Well, that was, that was going to be my fun fact. fact. Yeah, because I've actually watched oh. both of them, and and I've seen both as I well. Was, I will say I like this one better than I like the other one. And the other one's kind of a girl power, uh, uh, like vengeance film type of thing. It's not very funny. No, no, hmm. no. and not no. very, not very scary, and not very anything. Like uh, I think. To be honest, did you watch that one because you thought it was the movie we were doing? I did. I did watch that one because <laughs> that's what I thought we were doing. Because I asked Laura three times what the name of the movie was, and she told me. That movie's name, so I watched it. And I did. I said Final Girls. <laughs> yes, but you said Final wrong. Girls, not the Final Girls. That's oh, the difference. Oh, I was See, that's the the. I gotcha. So the I one gotcha. we're thought, covering is the. I was Final focusing girls. on girls plural. Yes, instead of girl one girl. <clears throat> oh well, it was a waste of an hour and a half on that one, but this one <laughs> was not a waste. So I'm glad of that, and uh, this was a fun movie. Let, let's just jump right in and and. Since Laura, this was uh, your pick of the the selection. Tell us why you wanted to choose this fun film. I thought it was really, really fun. I just recently discovered it. I know it's from 2015, but I totally slept on it. It was fantastic. It was. It's touching. It's got good slashery things. It's like an homage to 80s slasher films, and it's got this fun like weird mom-daughter relationship thing that I'm surprised at, and I I got teary like, multiple times throughout this movie. I didn't expect to be affected as much as I was. I thought everybody did a really good job. Oh, Alright, that's it for uh, Adult yeah. Beverage okay. Film Podcast this week. Thanks Thank you guys. for coming. And- <laughs> well, thanks. We've enjoyed this. Uh, this has been a wonderful <laughs> podcast, and we're just going to go well, right into which movies have y'all seen this week? <laughs> I saw the final. Oh, no, I no, saw I, the final girls twice. I, I've got to say, you know, let's, it, it, this movie kind of surprised me. I, I didn't think I was going to like it, and I thought, um, especially after I watched. Uh, final girl <laughs> and um, well a pile of shit would look good after that exactly. I'm sorry to anyone involved with the final girl who might cast me in the future right anyway <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> I, I was surprised and 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 I love the fact that it kind of 
made fun and laughter about, you know, horror flicks and like these campy horror films that were, you know, from the eighties. And so it really was kind of fun to watch on that side. Squeaker, what was your thoughts on the, on the film? You know, I, I can't say I disliked, I thought there was a lot to love about it. Um, there was, you know, I, I had some, some questions, but I, I thought it was fun. It was a lot of fun. The emotional part got me more than the horror part. Like I was really, I was really like dialed into the mother daughter thing. Yeah. Cause you're a woman. I mean, sure. <laughs> you know what? Welcome to speaking, the club. Squeaker. Speaking of women, Patrick, what did you think of the film? I, uh, for a meta film, oh, that's funny. <laughs> By the way, there's a ghost in your uh, home making a lot of noise. Anyway, uh, I thought it was really a lot of fun. It's uh, it's one of the meta films, so it's making fun of the genre that it's uh, a part of. And it was good that way. It wasn't for me. It wasn't super funny, uh, but it was touching the mother daughter stuff. It was just different, so it was nice. And the uh, soundtrack killed. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, they, uh, I had read someplace they were talking about they didn't want to use Betty Davis' eyes, but I thought it was a great choice oh, for the yeah, movie, for that mother-daughter. Like a prayer. Like a prayer, and Madonna yeah. wouldn't allow yeah. the rights. No, she, she no, and that would have been a st- she doesn't do. But it also, I don't see how that would have been a good choice compared to like a mother-daughter bonding song. Like a prayer? I don't know. Isn't that like about abortion or something? Or like getting knocked yeah. up by somebody? Or and, and Yeah, but Betty Davis' eyes is, is, well, I guess it's self-explanatory. I wonder if the, <laughs> if the original choice was just due to that first car scene. They needed a song that would really like pop with the two of them singing together in the car before the, you know, the accident. Maybe that's... It could... Oh, uh, maybe. I thought it would have been funny to do a little homage to... Uh, Urban Legend, if you guys have ever seen that horror mm-hmm. movie. Uh, it's been a while. The, the girl at the beginning is singing uh, Turn Around Bright Eyes, and she is horrible. She sings it so badly that you got to respect her talent for sounding that bad. Is with that like, um, oh, Rebecca Gayhart? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> okay. Jared Leto's in it, and uh, I want to say uh, Pacey. Not Pacey. What's his real name? (laughs) Josh. Josh Jackson. I think Josh Jackson's in like every movie I watch now. He's like the new Michael Caine. Fucking shows up. Watch Cruel Intentions the other day. There's Josh Jackson going like, they didn't really cast me in this movie, so I'm just going to play a small part. (laughs) I just showed up on set. I I just showed up on set and they put me to work. (laughs) They made me dye my hair blonde and used me. Uh, But I think this movie was was a, a lot of fun. It's really the bottom line to it. It's not... In the uh, horror comedy genre, it's not as funny to me as Tucker and Dale, obviously. Yeah. And I did see it like Tucker and Dale. I saw both of them when they came out, and I think it was released to streaming first. And uh, just like Tucker and Dale, I saw on streaming, then I saw it in the theater. Final Girl that I've never seen in the theater. Tucker and Dale uh, versus Evil. Is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. yeah. Also a podcast. Yeah. Check it out. That's yeah. right. It's, it's one of our podcasts podcast that we've done. So, you know, that we always forget back. to. We to forget forget push. the push, you know that because it's a it's a great one. We enjoyed that, and it's such a great film. I think this is kind of that that mocking film that goes in that cabin in the woods, Tucker and Dale. Oh, I love Cabin in the Woods. Uh, scream, um, you know, all those kind of things in that sort of genre. And I think yeah. it also, I, but you know, the one thing I, I was kind of surprised, and when I was 
you know, I realized what they were trying to do and what they were kind of going for. I was surprised a little bit that they didn't go into the uh, the blood and nudity, which was kind of nice to see that they didn't do that. Uh, that you would have seen in the '80s, kind of you know slasher type films and and the B movies at that time. Yeah, why did yeah. they go PG thirteen? Well, I that's read, what I. I read that that was a studio decision. Hmm. That New Line wanted to go the other way. They wanted to take out the emotional stuff and put in more <laughs> gore and boobs. Mm-hmm. And and then they passed on it. And um, whoever ended up distributing it was it Sony? I don't know. Um, that sounds right, but I'm not positive. They toned down the um, sex and blood and amped up the emotional stuff and gave the PG-13 so that, you know, it would be more accessible. Hmm. Well, I never saw any numbers on, you know, what this did in the box office. I, I have a feeling it didn't do big numbers in the box office, just my thoughts on it, but I think that it's kind of caught fire and got, become like a kind of a cult little film afterwards um and so that you know can sometimes you know offset what you do in the in the short run and 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 this is kind of like that it's a, it's meant to be i think kind of that you know make fun of laugh at but i really was surprised at that part i thought and i wondered and after watching it and trying to kind of go over it i wondered okay does is this better um Without it, would it have been better with it? And and I I don't have you know I don't have the answers on which way would have this would have made this any better. I like the feel of it. I thought the comedy was good. Um, you know it it, it had some interesting points to it. Well, that's maybe maybe my my biggest issue is it wasn't good enough in either side. Like the emotional was good. I think thought that was the strongest part, but I don't think the the horror aspect of it was as strong. So I don't think it would have worked if you would focus on that. Then it would have just been kind of like a corny horror movie. Mm-hmm. I think you needed the emotional part to really connect to it. And it makes it different than just a regular old slasher movie. There are so many fun things that make it so different. Yeah. I, I, you know, I loved the feel of it, you know, the way it looked. Um, oh, it was beautiful. I, my favorite part was the flashback where they stepped over the date and the location, <laughs> the little blocks. I thought that was fucking brilliant. That was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then when uh, the – what's his name? Billy, the mm-hmm. bad guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he smash through that same thing? Like he just smashes the, the date and uh, the location. I think, the, was, I, I think it was Don't cool. they hit him with a car? Doesn't yeah. the, like the big 50s car come in and like smoke him and okay. blow him right through the summer of 55? 57. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. I thought it was really neat. Uh, I just come in there and smash him, knock him out. So, so I looked up, I tried to find some box office numbers on it and they don't exist. Yeah, that, that's so a I'm probably wondering- an indicator that they did not want to disclose you know what this did in the in the box office aspect. Well, of it. because it might not have had a box office run, it might have gone direct direct to streaming. Well, I did read it did go to select theater, so it must. Have yeah, been it had a run. It just wasn't yeah. a very. It was very limited. So. Couple cities or something. Yeah, it had the runs like Kent Kent's when he drinks Mexican water. There you go. <laughs> Definitely don't do that after you've crossed so, over don't. that border. 
So then let's get into So what actually happened then? Was this a dream? Was this a, an actual... It like, felt a little Wizard of Oddish. Uh, odd. Odd. Wizard of Ozish. <laughs> Wizard of Odd. That's something else. Uh, it felt a little Wizard of Oz-ish because I don't know about you guys. Did you get the feeling at some point, when even when people were dying, that they didn't die? That's yeah. not... They didn't really die. So uh, I, it felt kind of Wizard of Oz-ish to me. Uh, so it could have been, I don't know what the Wizard of Oz was. That was a dream, wasn't it? Or was she on like crack or something? Like poppies or something? It was a dream. dream. Yeah. Is it a dream? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this was a dream, but it it was all a big metaphor, it seems, for uh, dealing with grief. And uh, it was just, it's from that approach, it was different. You don't see something like that, you know, like approaching grief by entering an 80s slasher film that doesn't actually have slashing because it's PG-13. See, I have a hope that I don't think is true, but my hope is that she was like in a coma after the car wreck, and this was all just like going on following that. And uh, oh, that's exciting! That's Ooh, that'd be cool. Alive and she's gonna wake up, and her mom's still gonna be there. But oh, I, I smell a sequel. That. Yeah, well, there was a sequel. Mm. Well, they the kind of one. built up a sequel, didn't they? Yeah. By introducing the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. I mean, and it was brought in the sequel aspect of it, you know, so. Um, yeah, I like Squeaker's uh, version of it. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they were, I don't know that's what they were going for. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. I just, the optimist in me was hoping that she didn't actually lose her mom. I was like, yeah. Because yeah. I kept wondering, were they going to reappear? Well, no, they never came back to the real world. No. 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 I have no idea problems. then. And even it's when they came of, back yeah. to the hotel, I mean, back to the hospital, Hotel. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't real, you know. At that time, it was. You know, you're still in the dream aspect of it. You're still in. You're well, in at the, first you're in, you the, think, you're in the you're in the the sequel uh, at that point. Yeah, but at first you get to believe. Oh, they're all in a hospital, I guess, because they yeah. inhaled smoke from the theater. I don't know for whatever. Well, but then their their injuries are real. Yeah, and and so they're all like, oh, well, this really happened, but we're still we made it back home somehow. But then right. there's the ch ch. Yeah, I love that. I love when they look around and they're just like, uh. "Holy shit!" The sexy nurse and doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. And oh, so, so now at the final oh. girls. Yes. I was I was just going to mention that um, one of the writers uh, was the son of Jason Miller, who played. Father Karras in The Exorcist, and he wrote this sort of to deal with the grief of losing his own father. So it is about dealing with your grief, and this was an interesting way to deal with it. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it is. You don't see you don't see it like that. You know, she was the depressed girl that you see in these movies. Usually, a horror movie. It was a straight up horror movie. Yeah, she lost her mom, so she's all depressed and dejected. Uh, kind of like what's her name in Scream? Uh, yeah. Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, but you know, she gets sucked into that horror movie. Yeah, but she seems to have no interest in any way. It's her. It was her mom's deal. I, I'm so surprised that. They didn't push that part of the story harder that, you know, that, you know, that she's trying, this is her way of trying to grieve, even though they show her, you know, watching the VHS tape of, you know, her mom's movie and, yeah. You know, oh, I think they did enough. You think they should have gone more? Uh, I, I was I like, if, if they went too much more, that. I'd be like, eh, I eh. think if you'd have gone a little bit more, I think you would have cared more about 
um, the relationship. I mean, I cared about it, but I wasn't blown away by the relationship between the mom and, and the daughter. So you mean like in the real world before they got sucked into the movie? Right, world, you would right. Like to see more like grief. yeah, yeah, show more grief in that situation. Other than it, I mean, maybe you know it was just her acting that she, you know, that wasn't like over the board, over top, and maybe they didn't want that. But I just felt like if there would have been more of that, then I would kind of relate. It, it seemed to me that they sort of candy coated that part of it and didn't go after that so i saw more of that was just her personality is like she wasn't like an outwardly like she wasn't like the life of the party girl like some of the other yeah. of her friends like she kind of internalized everything and this was her way of finally having to face it by being in a on the movie mm-hmm. world with her and was and it the her, relationship her, is her ver- version of it or was it everyone's version of this you know, that's a question. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. I mean, I like to think that it's it's happening in one person's head. I don't think it's a shared experience by each of the individual characters. I just, I mean, I guess you you would think it's um, what's her name Max's experience, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's probably up for debate. You've heard us talk about movies. Are you ready to write your own? Check out Writers Group Therapy, a podcast hosted by Rashani Lumino and Tom Loveman, two writers and producers surviving and thriving in Hollywood. It's a show for writers, by writers, to help you with the craft and business of writing movies in Hollywood. Find them online at www.writersgrouptherapy.com and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so let me ask you, how do you think they accomplished the big operation booby trap scene where like everything goes horribly, horribly wrong. Um, I listened to an interview with the director. I just wanted to see what you guys were thinking oh. about it. Cause so it's like, like, it's in super the world complex of the movie or like in filming it in filming it. Oh, oh, oh. There are just in the so montage? Many, like, it, well, the- it's like he had to build a rig to like, it was, it's like, it's a motion camera thing. And he has to have the same, the camera do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. So he just moves it and has it, you know, do the same motion again. And he had to like piece together this scene that looks like it's all like one crazy event. And it's, it's great. Like it, it, he says it's, he wants it to seem like a panic attack and that's how it feels. Hmm. Oh, I didn't feel like it was that. Yeah, I didn't no? feel that. So either. they, I missed the panic. I, I, I felt no. that maybe I thought he, I thought it was, you know, it was interesting the way it was done. Um, I don't think that it made me have uh, an emotional contact to it, other than it seemed to me that it was these events happening, and he might have been better to go away from the hype of that and get into. Yeah, I, I think when you're trying to show these things, I don't know that there was enough um, in during that whole scenes of it. Uh, let me just put it this way: if you watch up a scene, a lot of times it's not the shot; it is the reaction that creates that mode. And that, and I didn't feel that there was a lot of that happening through that. Um, you know, reaction like, you know, if you see your friend's head get dropped into a bear uh, trap. It should be some sort of expression to like she, you know, or show that. And and we and he purposely stayed away from showing those kind of things to it keep the PG. Like, yeah, it sort of, it does sort of feel like a 
Rube Goldberg machine where you're just rolling through accidents. Um, but that would make me panicky. So yeah, I would I would say it was <laughs> it worked for me. It worked for you. So one out of four. Yeah. <laughs> I think 25% success rate. Part, like <laughs> none of the horror stuff really got to me because I didn't know if it was real. It was like I never bought into this being a threatening situation or like them actually being in danger because it just it was like, oh, it's a movie. It doesn't really matter what happens. Yeah, I didn't feel, and I think what you're saying the same thing. I never felt that this was a horror film. I felt that this was a comedy <laughs> looking at a horror film, which uh, is all it needs to be. It doesn't have to be a horror, you know. It does, as a matter of fact, I kind of like the comedy of it more so than the horror aspect of it because I didn't think there was enough, especially if you're doing it PG. I mean, how do you make this thing horror jump out at you? Um, and, and I thought, you know, they did a good job. I thought there was enough humor in it to keep me, you know, uh, interested. Um, you know, I, I, there, you know, some of it was cheesy, but there were some also some good lines in it. Um, like one of one of my favorite ones. Uh, ever since I was a little girl, I've dreamed of being a final girl. You know, when Duncan said that, and I said, <laughs> I, I can definitely hear Patrick saying that. So you know, you can relate to those things. Never wanted to be the final girl. <laughs> so, but I think that was, um, you know, some of the things that were in it. There were some enough interesting lines, and some of them were so bad that they were funny. You know, yeah. that you, you laughed at it. You know. Something that disappointed me was when they went into the montage, setting up the the plan to to get Billy. Nobody addressed that they were doing a montage. the The movie only takes ninety two minutes. They established that a couple times. And if I just wish somebody said, "How are we going to get all this preparation done in time?" and somebody just to look either at the camera and somebody else go montage and then go right into the whatever the song was that they were playing and you go into the montage. Yeah. That was a miss. Uh, it would have been funnier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens. The minutes thing kind of got me too, because they were forced to keep repeating it in the beginning, but then later in the movie, it never really came into play again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that was a little awkward because you know, they were adding stuff to the movie that would have made the runtime longer than 92 minutes. So all of a sudden you're like, all right, that was just a waste of time at the beginning. I mean, it was cute when you kept seeing the thing, the, the yellow van show up over and over again. Yeah. And when they run around tell you, in circles. Yeah. And this was a 90, 91 minute film too, by the way. What's uh, that? This was a 91 minute film. So they didn't actually. Oh, IMDb got it wrong. They said 92 so, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they said it's the exact same time as the bloodbath, whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever well, maybe it is, and maybe is. that you know, I'm going off of what Ken had a stopwatch. I had the Wikipedia. <laughs> I think was 91 minutes, but ah, uh, Wikipedia, the yeah. source for but, all things film. So you never know. Yeah, um, but I think even trying to keep that doesn't. Why would you? I mean, that's just. I don't think you need that. I think you can say that well, the movie is yeah. 92 minutes. And you don't have to match your film up to 92 minutes to make it. I don't think that that this is a movie that I'm going to watch like Memento and go try to figure out all the you know insides and outsides of it. Um, but that's where sometimes you get called in something. You say, you know, from the beginning, this is what you want to try to do. And you're trying to match it up so that people feel like they're in the film. And maybe, you know, that was something they went with. Um, it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't help. To, and it doesn't push the story and make it any better for me. Uh, maybe that's yeah. for you guys, but 
Uh, did you, how did you like the stereotypes? Because I think this is all about stereotypes and you know horror stereotypes. I'm tired of seeing Adam Devine take his shirt off all the time. <laughs> it's not that great. It's yeah. It's we don't need to see that. Um, he was funny, but he was uh, pushing it a little bit for the stereotype. It, but they all were the girl who takes yeah. her clothes off. And they enter in the the mitten, the uh, oven mitts, and everything. It, it made me laugh. That her was very dance funny. Was oh my gosh, so great! Add, just, just add dramatic. Adderall. Just add Adderall. She was good when that dance was great. And yeah, uh, I will say I had a couple of laughs there. Um, I, I liked. I will say. Did you gonna say you had a couple of Adderalls there? <laughs> had a couple. I had a couple of Adderalls there. there. Popped yeah. a couple. Of, um, like 10, it made it 20. made it better. Movie was so much better. I did like Thomas Middleditch in this. Uh, Yeah. I thought, matter of fact, when he got, it was really funny. I was watching it with my wife, and when he got, you know, basically killed off, she was like, no, I can't. This is, you know, (laughs) because I think he was like that humor that was kind of like, uh, not the stupid humor that Adam was bringing uh, to the table. Um, uh, It was more of a, I don't know. Maybe the, even though it's in his same roles that he always plays, I thought it was entertaining and it kept your attention. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Thomas Middleditch, really. Uh, but his character, it was weird to get him killed because his character is the one who knew the movie inside out. Right. And then when you have him get killed and then, oh, guys, I'm still alive and then get killed. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Have, have you but seen he, Silicon he does the Valley yet? Have you watched it? Yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. So and you didn't. Like I, I didn't. I stopped watching it after. I think I stopped when T.J. Miller left. Mm, okay. Uh, didn't miss much. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, Thomas Middleditch is pretty much the same in, in everything. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't go too far outside that. You know, I think he tried in Godzilla. But yeah. what's that, Squeak? Have you seen Middleditch and Schwartz? It's a like an improv show. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I have not. You know Ben Schwartz from mm-hmm. yeah um, other things. Uh, he and uh, Thomas Middleditch have a they just do like a two-man improv show. It's they filmed live shows, three of them, um, and they're from, and so you kind of see him in a different different way. He's really good at improv. Yes, he's cool. really he's good way. at it. Yeah, he's like he he plays the same like awkward guy, but it works in the improv arena. I guess. And Ben Schwartz is hilarious. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I actually had to photograph him way back in the day for. Um, oh, I mean, for um, what was that show? Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but. Um, um, gosh, I should be drawing a blank on it because uh, I mean, I watched every season, I can't remember what it's called. I'm drawing a blank on it. Is it the one with it's not the uh, I might be thinking of somebody Don else, it's not the one with, yeah, with it's Don, not the Don one Cheadle. with oh, oh, uh, then please call the show right now, please. All right, <laughs> I can't believe it. Anyway, hilarious, absolutely. We don't have a show for one of the funnier people I've ever. <laughs> House of Lies. Yes. House of Lies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. He's just, I mean, he is like so good at stand up and just. Maybe his, I'm thinking of somebody his else. His wit then. is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Do you it, have a favorite character in this? Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, I think the character uh, Thomas. You know, Middle Witch is uh, my favorite in this. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, middle Ditch. He's the Middle Witch. Yeah, the Middle Witch, you know. Thomas Middle Witch. Um, 
He ain't an Oreo cookie. Metal Ditch is probably my favorite in this. I think that was the character that kind of stood out, and as well as you know the Dancing Queen, you know, in it. So, um, oh, I, Tina, <laughs> she was so like over the top that I at first I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. But I, I kind of like you know she went after it and she went into that those movies, the B movies, and you know from that time period. And I thought, you know, hey, it fits. She was good at what she did. She was that whole cherry pie video. Yes. Like all, all wrapped up <laughs> yes. in a big old yes. energy drink package. Yes. Yes. She chugged some energy drinks. That to got get weird. Ready for that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there any favorite oh, ones that you go. guys had? I, you know what? I like characters. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. I, mean, I was with um, Max. <laughs> Gertie. Gertie is her name, not maybe. She Call was maybe, maybe but now Call she's maybe Gertie. This too. <laughs> <laughs> she was really great. Patrick, who was yours? Max? I like Max. Mm. Yeah, Max. I like Max because I kept looking at her going, I know her from something. Mm-hmm. And, and you I, did. Uh, was she American Horror Story? Yes. Maybe. And um, That's what I know her from, but she just has a familiar, the nun. Yeah. Oh, the That's scary right you're talking about, movie. correct? Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Brian from Bravo and Beer, a new comedy review podcast from three drunks who got conned into the world of garbage reality TV on Bravo and TLC by our wives, girlfriends, and succubi. New episodes every week looking at 90 Day Fiance, Below Deck, and more. We're all in this pit of despair together, boys, so we might as well try to enjoy it. And I guarantee our opinions are 100% more authentic than 90% of the Real Housewives bots. That's Bravo and Beer, anywhere podcasts are heard. All right, so uh, what did you guys think about the lighting? I was really impressed with the use of light, and I thought at one point, like, how much twilight is there like the sun has been going down for about an hour when it usually takes about five minutes so (laughs) i I think i think there was a lot of uh backlit uh warm tungsten light on the on the scenes i love that and it was really cool i liked it too it did look really the color palette too it did look like a technicolor film it did like it was actually it, shot it was on a red pretty. epic, and uh, it, it just had a nice <laughs> color tone, and they, uh, they used uh, some really nice lenses on it. So I think these were Cook Primes, and uh, it just it, it did it. It looked really beautiful, and I think the lighting was great. I thought from the visual standpoint of the film, I thought it was really well. They you know did a lot of the cool lighting with the you know smoke in the background and the guys walking out of the smoke. You know when Billy's coming out of yeah. that and. You know, that was a heck of a lot of smoke. I mean, I don't know yeah. how that they had a non windy night because that is that is something when you get that much smoke, it's really hard to fight with. Um, I've seen it so many times where, you know, poor guys are just trying to blow the smoke there and the wind's just blowing it away. But in that situation, I've had like the reverse on, <laughs> I've had the reverse on movie sets where they just wanted a little bit of smoke and I, I'm standing in just billows and billows of smoke, and they're like, "All right, that's not going to work." Yeah. So then everybody gets their uh, <laughs> starts fanning it away, and then it gets to the point where the director goes, "All right, now there's not enough smoke." It's a hard thing because it's a tough thing that you're wanting that haze in the room so the film you know doesn't yes, look visual, yeah. and it's really tough. I mean. To, to pull that off. So I tend to fart a lot and see if I get enough haze in the yeah. room. That's the problem with Patrick <laughs> is all in yeah. front of him is one way, but 
all the behind him is completely blown. There's nothing there. Yep. No haze at all. Blown out. <laughs> oh. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought the lighting was good. Like, I agree with everything you said, other than there was a few scenes where I thought there wasn't enough light. Like, there was towards the end, there was a couple of really dark scenes where you're like, I, don't, I can't even tell what's going on here. Inside the church. I, yeah. There was a scene like I'm like what 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 is happening? What am I looking at? Yeah, they were like so it was like almost as if they were trying to uh, have cool lights in the windows, and that's what they wanted in the darkness yeah. of it. Uh, I thought the same thing. I thought they didn't. They, it could have been given a little bit more feel like to to bring in on the faces and stuff. But you know, I you thought- mean in the church where uh, where Max has been hurt and Alex Alexander Ludwig is lying there. Yeah. And mom decides to be the final girl. Yes. It looked fine on my, well, maybe it's because I have a, I was like using a DVD. She, well, and, and when she goes out there to face a bad right, resolution. <laughs> yeah. If you're right watching before, this and if you're watching this on your phone and you're outside, it's going to have a different effect than if you're yeah. watching it in the theater. Too. Is that how you watch things, Kent? No, that's I know that's I'm how saying. you film things. I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, film it the way um, you can, man. Shoot it out in the heat. There was one do. scene in this. I had to um, look away for a minute. It was a scene where it was just like spinning for about a minute straight. Oh, it kept <laughs> going around and around. Yeah. Was it when the it one was, where they keep running away? Yeah, they keep mm-hmm. running away, and it's, the camera's the camera's literally just spinning around in a circle for like. A <laughs> what minute. about the sleeping? <laughs> the slumber party. What about the slumber party? I thought oh, that. You're back. <laughs> I thought that was. I thought that was a smart thing to do, even though it didn't. You know, it, it just was kind of smart that you keep coming back and you keep coming back to it. You know, it's like you couldn't. And that was trying to trying to go back it. to the. You couldn't run out of the car scene. You know, in the very beginning. You know, with the ninety-two minute thing, it's sort of I think that was kind of what they were trying to do with that. Oh yeah, I, I get that. It, it can make you sick because you did just keep going around in a circle on it. So, oh no, and I didn't dislike it either. I just personally had to look away. <laughs> I, <was> like, oh. <laughs> I had to look away quite a few times during this film. Um, Whenever a pretty girl was on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get caught looking. Um, that's the key. Oh, I have a question. Sure. Yeah. What are you guys drinking? What are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm doing a little Jameson over here on this side, so a little right. Irish whiskey. Um, in honor of uh, that in honor of myself, because okay. um, it's <laughs> it is Friday night for us. And all the hard work I do, yeah. and, and everything I do to make this thing happen. So. God, what are like you drinking, Patrick? With the ego, Water. I'm drinking dark hot chocolate. Oh, Ooh. A little dark hot chow. It's good. Nice. It's delicious. And there's no alcohol in it. And that's an adult and beverage, so we, we'll agree with that okay. one. So that's yeah. awesome. I'm a little gassy it's anyway. It's kind of I don't a need the toe alcohol. of the line of adult beverage there, but, I, you know, we'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you drinking, Squeaker? Bull yeah. semen again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a vodka tonic tonight. Vodka. Mm, right. What's in that? <laughs> um... <laughs> And Laura's drinking. Oh, air. I'm drinking crabbies. Little crabbies. That's something you crabbies. get. It's um. You know what you, you, know what you get from prostitutes? Hey, what is it? Oh, it's ginger beer. Oh, oh, nice. From England. Nothing wrong with a good ginger beer. And it's called crabbies. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Alcoholic. It's good. And it's alcoholic. Yep. Yeah. It, and it's nice and spicy. And it's good when you're on a boat to drink. Mm-hmm. Because it can help your little digestive system. Yeah. No seasickness for you. Seasickness. Yeah. 
So I watched it during that scene. Yeah. I wish I would have known that earlier. That's, that's it. Right. That, that's yeah. what you watched. You drink that, and then you watch the spinning scene. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So now you know. Well, any other Probably questions you guys right, we'll spinning have about this? During that scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, did this remind you of any other like um, self-aware movies? The sound and of personally, music. I was. Like brought right back to Last Action Hero, which a lot of people really didn't like, but I liked it a lot. Um, and like Pleasantville with the Technicolor versus the black and white. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but I, I like that. I like a movie or a TV show that that is self aware to a certain extent. I think this is, uh, in the words of our director on this, it's uh, Pleasantville in a trashy horror movie from the eighties with a little. Back to the Future throw in and a spoonful of Terms of Endearment with a dash of Scream and two dollops of Purple Rose of Caro eh, for good measure. (laughs) Well, that's a heap of stuff. Thank you, Todd Strauss Schulson for that, because that's what he described this uh, film as. I say, so it's no screen. No, no. Or any of those. It really is. It's the reverse of it's the reverse. It's the reverse of Purple Rose of Cairo. Yeah. Instead of the characters coming out, going in. All right. Maybe nobody's seen that movie. I have never seen that movie. Good film. It's a Woody Allen movie that I actually like. I don't like Woody Allen movies. Mm. I don't usually, but this is good because Jeff Jeff Daniels is in it. I do like Jeff Daniels. And I'll pretty much much watch Jeff Daniels do anything. That sounded a little creepy. I'll watch him in just about anything. I'll watch him in just about anything. Jeff Daniels, you. The stalker is Patrick Keenan. Run, Jeff. Run. <laughs> he was great in the newsroom. Oh, my God. I watched that first great opening scene over and over again. Yeah. He, he, he really in is. In terms of really endearment, is. actually, speaking of. That's a chick flick. Come on. You're a chick flick. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wouldn't I like it then? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> the car! The car! Guys, you can't leave! Okay, just listen. We can explain. You can't leave. None of us can. Not until he's dead. Until who's dead? Billy Murphy. What? Look, I'm just trying to save you. Why? Why are you trying to save me? Well, because you're my... My first friend here. Relax for the night, and maybe we could get into something. What you watching? What you watching? What what we doing next time? What you watching? What you watching? What you watching now, Patrick? What you watching? What you watching? What you watching? Welcome to the new section of What Are You Watching? Um, so tell us, guys, what have y'all been watching this week? Not everybody all at once. Yeah, jump in. Bloody, bloody hell. Wow, I sounded drunk. This is hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, hot chocolate. Bloody, <laughs> What's bloody hell. I watched uh, Bloody Hell. 
And that was awesome. And it was, it is, it's, it's, uh, it's different. It's, uh, also a horror comedy, uh, similar to our movie tonight, but mm-hmm. it, it's not really, doesn't have that touching dramatic thread running through it. It's well, just it fun. It does have a little bit of a touching feel in it. It has a little romance going you on. You touched yourself. That, <laughs> it's got a little bit of field. it going. Everything he watches has some touching. And there's some you know, <laughs> split personality touching going on in there. Self-love is the best love, Kent. And, um, yeah. it, was, it was just, it's a lot of fun. It's one of those movies you watch and I mean, I don't know that I'd want to do it on the podcast necessarily because it would be like, what did you think of the movie? It was fun. Yeah. And that might be the end of, (laughs) that might be the end of, of what I have to talk about. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. It's fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought, I thought it was very entertaining. I thought like the main guy, I thought he was really good. And for like Uh, what came uh, off as like a a low budget kind of film, like, uh, you know, start, it really sort of turns its corners and and it's, and it's entertaining. I mean, I never got, I never went like, this is the best movie I've ever seen, but the whole time I'm like entertained. And especially at this time, you know, when there's not that much new stuff coming out, it was really nice to see it come out. So I think it's, I think it'll do very well, um, you know, coming out during this, this course, maybe if it came out at another time, it might not have been, um, have the success that it would as it coming out right now. So besides that, have, have I gushed about WandaVision on a previous podcast? No. WandaVision on Disney plus is so fucking good and it just keeps getting better. Uh, and if you're a Marvel fan, like squeaker, squeaker <laughs> probably hasn't seen a Marvel movie yet. Uh, but if you're a Marvel geek like I am, it is amazing because they have, there's Easter eggs everywhere. There's introductions of characters that you never thought were going to show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's all tied together. So it's really an outstanding show. Or if you're a fan of sitcoms, pretty much each episode is a takeoff on a different decade of sitcoms. Hmm. Like Thus far, that. I don't know where it's going to. Oh, Laura, I think you'd really dig this show, and you've seen some of the Marvel movies, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen enough to you know to know what a Marvel a movie little. is. Yeah, yeah, I know a little. Well, have bit. you seen Scarlet Witch and the Vision in any of them? Uh, maybe no, probably. Not. Uh, you might need to do a little <laughs> refresher course then and watch you know Infinity War and Endgame. Then I feel like yeah, every week I see a new no. um, post about. WandaVision, it's like, oh, like a little bit more opens up where you learn a little bit more. So I, I've never watched it, but I feel like people are loving it, from what I yeah. can say. They yeah. really are. Because it's a, uh, it's kind of a slow burn where each – it's almost – people, when it first came out, started going, it almost has a David Lynch feel to it because it's just very surreal. And then there's always an element appears that you go, that's out of place. What is that? I mean, it ties into the Marvel Universe, but it has nothing to do with this sitcom they're in and it's uh it's cool it's it's uh it makes me moist (laughs) (laughs) Kent just Kent just choked on his Jameson's wow (laughs) that's awesome so uh Squeaker what have you been watching wow um or what can I say again what you been watching (laughs) what you been watching porn Patrick Patrick will love this um I started the new season of Riverdale Oh. <laughs> oh God! Why? It's Why? Not, I just can't stop. Like it's not good, but I just keep watching. Just cause what? What season is this? Uh, four, five, four, maybe. It's one that you don't even care about the numbers anymore. Yeah, it just keeps going on. They, they did a seven-year time jump, so they're in 
they're in they're the age of the actors now, I think, actually. <laughs> Didn't they do that on one of the other like CW shows where they like uh One Tree Hill or or one of those shows where they did a time jump? I guess I should have said spoiler alert. Maybe not everyone's watching. Oh shit. No. All you Riverdale fans out there shit. who listen to our show. All, All two of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gotta be watching this show. It keeps Mm-hmm. Coming keep back. making it. Keep making it. That's right. And this other <laughs> series, I've, it's been on for, I think, 10 years now, um, called Death in Paradise. I don't, I don't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I told you about that, Laura, because the actor, um, one of the detectives in it, I think you had seen in. Yeah, Ted, he, he was in a show called My Hero, where he played an Irish superhero. Uh, and, oh. Um, it's very charming and super 90s, and I love it. Nice. Death in Paradise is just like a fun weekly. It's like every episode is a different mystery, but the main cast is the same. And it's, I don't know, it's fun. It's cool. Uh, Laura, what you been watching? I watched uh, Happy Death Day uh, because I'm catching uh. up on all the old horror comedies that I have not seen yet. And it was great. Isn't really, it? Really, really fun. I laughed a lot. Did you watch the sequel yet? No, not yet. That is on my list. It's fu- that that's another movie that falls into this kind of meta horror comedy things. But the second one is actually a sci-fi comedy. Oh my! You had me at sci-fi, <laughs> and then you had me even more at comedy. Hmm. Well, that's, I only said like two two words, so it's good that I had you in both of those words. <laughs> You had her pretty much. Yeah, yeah you had, had her. her. I was, had her. I was there already. <laughs> yeah. What else have you been watching besides Happy Death Day? Um, let's not see. Friday I, the 13th. Wait, no, not, not the remake, not any of the old ones. Um, today I watched a movie called Dragon Master with Richard Maul in it. Um, I, like an I, 80s, 80s movie? It was extremely 80s and um there was a lot of big hair it was very frizzy um, except on richard mall ex- oh, actually you know what he had a really nice like widow's peak thing happening <gasps> and like this huge collar very um bram stoker's dracula it was so weird wow wow <laughs> and you loved it and she's I gonna did. put it on her list we'll yeah, be yeah. forced so to guys, watch uh, this in the near future dragon master Good God. What have you been watching, Kent? Yeah. Oh, I've been in the black and white mode. So um, I kind of jumped into like some older films. Uh, Bring Up Baby from like 1938. Uh, uh-huh. Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn. And, you know, just having some fun with that kind of like that time period in the dialogue and, and looking at it. And then, uh, and then I decided today, I just sort of like out of the blue, I said, you know what? Old Dark House. I figured I would jump into some of the older horrors and, you know, not that it's the greatest, but it was entertaining and uh, Boris Karloff's in it, uh, you oh. know, and a little like pre, I guess this was like one of the early films that kind of came out where you go to a house that's scary and crazy people. This was one of the early ones because I think it came out in 32. Um, so you so know, it's it was, before Spider Baby. Yes, it was. Yeah. Gosh, and, that's a good one too. And then. Uh, Laura loves that movie. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I jumped into some of the other ones, like uh, more modern. I watched Mank. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen that yet. I've heard of Mank. Not I've yet. Yeah. seen it. Uh, interesting. Gary Oldman is great in it. Uh, the dialogue is is really nice. I love the kind of like, 
I say smart dialogue, you know, very um, conversational driven dialogue all the way through. And it's interesting because it comes down to, it's basically about him and his race to finish uh, the screenplay Citizen Kane and all the struggles uh, that it went, right. went through because it's all about uh, Herman uh, Mankiewicz. Um, so it, it's kind of cool, you know, from the film side of it and to see that. And then uh, you know, the acting was great in it throughout it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. So should I watch that before I watch Citizen Kane, which I've never seen? If you've never seen Citizen Kane, I would highly recommend probably watching it first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, de- I definitely recommend watching it. Um, I think it's still on HBO. Yeah, Max. it is. And um, and it's it's worth watching first and then watch this because, you know, then you can see the story kind of unfold as it's going through the process of the development with Orson Welles and all this kind of stuff. So It's on my list then. Yeah, yeah. My next movie up is A Million Little Pieces. Oh, that was one of them Oprah books. Hmm. Oh, was it? Uh-huh. The one about drug addiction? Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay. With uh, Aaron Taylor, the kick-ass guy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Thomas? Johnson. Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Yeah, with, with uh, J- JTT. What's his name? JTT. Oh, um, also, I just finished watching The Great on that, Hulu. Is that mm-hmm. what JTT? The Great is with... Uh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, my God. It is fucking fantastic. It's Nicholas Holt plays... Uh, the Emperor Peter of Russia and uh, Elle Fanning plays uh, Catherine. Yes! And uh, it is up for so many awards. It is dark, dark, dark Ooh, comedy. Where can we watch this? On the Hulu. Hulu. Hmm. So what you is do is you take your library Hulu, card, you Hulu throw it away, exclusive? and you put Hulu on. It's really good, though. It's worth watching. And I tried to watch it before, and I was like, wow, this is a little dark for me. Wow. Uh, just because it's gross. I mean, yeah. a lot of the stuff the Russians did at that time is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's. And that has changed? Great to see. Oh, oh, Kent. <laughs> oh, Kent. Oh, what you watching, Kent? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about our next podcast because yeah, I have for some real quick. Wait, yeah. Sure. What was that movie with Richard Mall? It's called Dragon Master. Dragon I Master. That There's, is it, are you sure it's not the Dungeon Master? It might be that. I'm sorry. The it might Dungeon be Master. Does, it, sure. does it have another name? Um, like, like mm, the Dragon Master? War, the Rage War. The yes, Rage yeah. War. <laughs> a lot of those 80s sure movies. People where they're like, a lot of those '80s movies had fucked up, fucked up names or multiple names. I remember I was an usher in a movie theater, and speaking of, I think Richard Ball was in this movie. There was a movie called Metal Storm: The Raiders of Jared Sin, and it was such a fucking long title. It couldn't fit it on the uh, the marquee, so it's just like Metal Storm, and then other places it was released. What's that? Dungeon Master has three names. Hmm. Yeah. What's the other one? Rage War, The Challenges of Excalibrate. And then oh, God. Digital Knights. Wow. Had to keep changing it so they could get new viewers. None of those names are accurate at all. None of those things are in the movie at all. Is there a dragon in the movie or a dungeon? No, but that was, I was wrong. It was a dungeon. Oh, there is a dungeon. I knew there was a D and a G in the name. Is Richard Mall really in the movie or just some other tall, bald guy that you I saw Bull. I saw Bull. Okay. Yeah. Well, I call Bull. (laughs) He said, I call Bull. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, let me throw another one in there. Uh, this has nothing to do with Richard Mall or Bull. Um, <laughs> I want to throw another good movie in there because I just remember. Is it going to be the correct title? or No. Yes. <laughs> Wait. Yes. Terms of Endorphment. <laughs> Starring what? Dwarf. The Blue Dahlia or the Blue Gardenia? Oh, no, she did he's it telling again. me the wrong one. Okay, it's the Blue Gardenia, <laughs> and it has Raymond Burr in it, and um, oh. it was like so a, does Godzilla. What? Oh, you're right. Godzilla. The original Godzilla, yes. when it was released in America, they put Raymond Burr in it. Wow, we're we're going all over the place here. <laughs> anyway, because um, I was watch, like, that's Perry Mason. <laughs> watch Godzilla, the old one, and watch the Blue Gardenia. It's a nice. Um, Film noir, kind of murdery mystery. 1953. Murdery. Murdery, murdery mystery. mystery. Speaking murdery of being mystery. murdered, our next <laughs> podcast is, uh, let's let a squeaker tell us what the next podcast is going to be. So, Well, the next one will be one of my favorite movies. Hold on. Drum roll. <laughs> yeah, that's much better. Almost, <laughs> almost famous. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Directed by Russell Crowe. I'm just going to get everything wrong tonight. Yeah. Starring Patrick Fuckett. Jason Patrick. <laughs> Patrick forgot. Jason Patrick. <laughs> Almost famous. Fresh, awesome. fresh off of Solar Babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both of Jason Lee and Patrick Pugh. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've always loved music and, and movies, so. It's kind of a good. This I think it's fun. one of the best music movies ever made. So awesome! I can't it's wait. It's based on a true story, it. isn't it? Yeah, it's okay. like loosely based loosely. on Cameron yeah. Crowe's life. Not, it's not like an exact. Who's Cameron Crowe? <laughs> Russell Crowe's life. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> now you guys are all confusing everyone that's listening still at this point. People are so. listening still. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, anyway, this has been a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> And for everyone that has been hanging out and still with it, we are so glad that you get to laugh with us like we get to laugh. And we want to thank everybody for uh, jumping on and, and listening to some of the past uh, episodes. And um, and make sure you tell your friends about the podcast and all those good things. So rate, review, subscribe. Anything else you guys want to say before we leave? Wear a mask. Or wear a mask. Wash yeah. your hands. Yeah. Wash your hands. Keep being be nice conscious. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Be nice to each go. other. That's a good one. I like Drink that. Drink water. Be nice to the people that live in your house. That be kind. Key. Rewind. Yeah. Yes. And keep rewinding for Blockbuster out there. So. <laughs> All right. And this has been fun. And, uh, well, what else can we say? But we love thank you. you. We can say goodbye. Later. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye. never alive they weren't real neither are you because this is just a movie and paula was the only one that could kill billy we're screwed what does she mean just a movie
Like having a drink and talking films? Yup. The Adult Beverage Film Podcast is your go-to podcast. Hey, stop. Join the conversation and listen to film industry producers, actors, directors, writers share all of their experiences in the film industry. Expand your mind into films you've already seen. Plus, find new films to watch in the future. Visit adultbeverage.net or go to your favorite podcast platform and listen to Adult Beverage Film Podcast episodes today. 